Hello there. Welcome back, Alice. Welcome back. Welcome home. Alice just flew in late last night after three hours of delays. Uh, so hooray. We are, uh, yeah, now that's a fucking hooray right there because I was questioning whether or not we would even be able to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know how we're going to pull this off. Yeah, you know, 2019 can fuck the fuck off. Yeah. Last day of the year this is coming out. I know. It's really cool. New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve, everybody. Yay. Hope 2020 is better. It's going to be better for Alice. It has to be. going to be amazing for Alice. It's going to be the year of Alice. You need the Saints in the Super Bowl and then we're good. Mm, yeah, I don't know what those words mean. Yep. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, this is Force Toast, a Star Wars happy hour. It is Sunday, December 29th, and this is episode 25. Yay! Yay! My name is Laura. I'm Alice. And yeah, welcome to episode 25. Holler. We- we are a quarter of a century episodes old or something. Yeah, you know, um, also, our birthday is in like five and a half weeks. Yeah, our one year anniversary. We mm-hmm. launched the show in February of 2019, so we are like really excited. There are big things happening, big things coming in 2020 for Force Toast. I will say, as shitty as 2019 was for you, 2019 was amazing for like us in the mm-hmm. show. I mean, like it's... It's gone amazingly well. I'm really happy with it. Yes. I love it. Yes. This has been like my little light (laughs) in my world. The light in your darkness of 2019. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so glad that this worked out. I know. Um, Yeah. This was Alice. The show was Alice's idea. So Alice did do one. one, She got one good thing out of 2019. (laughs) (laughs) Celebration. All the people we've met along the way. Fuck yeah. It's been great. So thanks, guys. Yeah, this is so fun. So this is going to be an episode all about the rise of Skywalker. I don't mean to sweep Resistance Reborn under the rug, because I think we mentioned last episode that that's what we were going to talk about in this Mm -hmm. episode. But we're going to sweep Resistance Reborn under the rug (laughs) and uh, talk about uh, the film, The Rise of Skywalker, episode nine, the finale of the Skywalker saga. It's very exciting. Yes. And we have lots to say. Maybe. At least I have lots to say. (laughs) This might be an audio essay by Laura. Uh, okay, so let's get started. Happy hour, what we drinking. Okay, so we are really excited because our friend Maria, who you've heard from the last couple weeks in voicemails, very generously sent us a package that included, what was it called now? Coquito. Coquito, which is a Puerto Rican sort of variation of eggnog. Mm-hmm. A lot of coconut in it, a lot of like sweet sort of like spices, wintry, Christmassy spices and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, meant to have Puerto Rican rum added to it. I had Bacardi on hand and only a very small amount. And brandy. <laughs> and uh, so we added brandy to it as well. We're supplementing. We're, we're bastardizing it a little bit. Um, apologies on our end, Maria. That was my bad for not having proper supplies. But it's so, so fucking good. It is delicious. We, we have put our, it in a blender. Yeah. It's like, oh, so good. Yeah. We have these fun, these fun little festive New Year's Eve glasses going. But man, oh, man, is this amazing. I don't even like eggnog. Like, that's just the idea of it alone is fucking gross to me. This is amazing. Yeah. 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 Fully approved. Thank you, Maria. You are very kind, very generous, and this is this is just so fucking good. Yeah. You kick ass. 
per usual. Mm-hmm. Nothing new there. It's got like a little foam on it. Like oh, I know. Fuck, it's so good. Ah, uh, yum. Yeah. So yay, happy hour, courtesy of our friend Maria this week. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What do we have in housekeeping? I didn't put anything um, on the outline. Do you have anything? No, I don't have anything. Yeah. I will say this episode might be a little bit delayed. I'm a little bit afraid we may not have it out Tuesday at 2.15 in the morning like we normally do. It's fine. It's our show. We can do what we want. Yeah. Yep. 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 Indeed. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) We do have some caravan of corrections, though. I know. I feel like we haven't had a ton like this in a while. I know. But these are, like, good solid ones. So last episode, I got confused with the Thrawn books' names. Mm-hmm. You know, why did they have to have them both start with A-L-L? I don't know. It's so confusing. They anyway, do it to confuse it 100%. Yeah. Yeah. They should have them be more diverse. Mm-hmm. So I called the second Thrawn novel Allegiance. Uh, it was Alliance. Yeah. Thrawn Alliances. And I just let it go. I was just like, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good one. That I trusted a- you. I was unsure about it. And you said, yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. Yep, there we are. That's how it goes. <laughs> um, I couldn't remember the name of Governor Azadi, who was the character that Clancy Brown played in Star Wars Rebels. So that was a real small thing. I'm just cover- calling that out now. Mm-hmm. Would not come to me. Uh, both of the Kanan comics that I recommended to our friend Aris, I got those titles wrong. So I I emailed him right away to be like, oh, dude, I'm sorry. If you go looking for comics, this is what they're actually called. The Last Padawan is the first volume and First Blood. Actually, those might be swapped. First Blood might be the first volume. I don't know. Each volume contains six comics. The Last Padawan and First Blood were the names of those If Kanan comics. If you are interested in pursuing ancillary Star Wars Rebels material, those are really, really fun things to enjoy. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So... Now, where we would normally do news, this is Rise of Skywalker territory only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to jump in and talk about uh, a little bit, like, before, right before the movie, what your sort of experience was going into it. Now, you kind of cut yourself off from leaks and things, like, fairly early. Did you know anything going into this movie? So I remember, like, looking back, there were a lot of leaks from October and September that I just thought were kind of like, mm, I don't know about that. Or like, these can't all be right. And they all were. Yeah. some I saw a bunch of people on Twitter were like, remember when the, the entire plot of this movie leaked months ago? I yeah. was like, oh, fuck. I, didn't, I had no idea. I don't remember any of that stuff. Um, So the big things I remember is the Luke and Leia training scene. Really? Ray at the end saying, I'm Ray Skywalker. Ooh, I didn't know um, that. That there was going to be something like Raylo heavy. So mm-hmm. uh, what else? Palpatine hitting all the ships with his lightning mm-hmm. i think those are probably those are the main things i remember the wayfinder device like being called wayfinder mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't referred to as a holocron at all i don't think mm-hmm. those were the main things that i remember okay and those all happened see i must have cut myself off at some point because i don't i didn't know any of that like i had no idea did you know ray palpatine was coming i feel like i had heard it but okay. a lot of stuff i just didn't Normally, anything before, like, really close to the movie, I just take with a grain of salt and kind of forget about it. Yeah. Or don't think twice about it. And this time, a lot of it was correct. Did it make it feel the movie feel predictable to you? No, because I'd totally forgotten just because I dismissed them. Yeah. So, yeah, I just dismissed them. And so it didn't really, you don't think it affected your, like, Mm -mm. enjoyment of her? No. Interesting. Only spoiler I got is I think I was looking at someone's comments who saw the Spress, Spress. Who saw the press screening Mm -hmm. and they were like, yeah, I don't know. I thought about it. And then people were like, oh, no, is that good or bad or something? I was just curious because they're like, oh, I'm not going to post any spoilers. And then someone in one of the comments was like, Ben and Ray kiss. And then like maybe they even said he died. 
but I was just like, are they just making this up? Like, where's or like this you don't know from? the context. Like maybe yeah. it was a vision or something. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't. So I mean, I figured the kiss was definitely true. Been dying, plausible. Yeah, but for sure, I didn't know. So my thing going into it is, I saw pictures oh. of the kiss and Ben dying two days before the movie came out. Oh. That was what the two things that got spoiled for me. Two, I was fucking infuriated. Now part of it is on me. I should have known better just to stay the fuck off Twitter, but I am physically incapable of doing that. Yeah. But knowing those two things, and I still tried to convince myself. I was like, oh, no, maybe it's just like an out of context mm-hmm. thing. I was like, nope, those two things definitely happen. And when they happen, I was like, oh, God, that fucking sucks that that got spoiled. Yeah, I didn't see anything because I turned off media previews. Yeah, no, I'm an idiot, and I didn't do anything. Nor did I set up any content blocks or anything. I didn't didn't. do any mutes. So I did the next day. At that point, I was like, well, I can't stay off Twitter, so I'm going to do my best to try and not get spoiled for anything else. And I fucking opened Twitter the next day after setting all of that up, and not only are the same pictures still showing up in my shit, Mm -hmm. now they're higher quality. (laughs) Like It's extremely clear what happened. I was like, cool, I'm going to go fucking shoot myself in the head now yeah so this is so annoying sounds about right fucking twitter man star wars twitter like those people like i know that like sweden and australia are two places at least that got it like two days before we did Mm -hmm. and like i know the express the express i did the same thing yeah i know the press screening had happened i don't know who's to blame for this but i was infuriated yeah i was i was really shocked because it just felt like there was like why did you need to post pictures from the theater yeah like right away like who's who are you trying to like please with that i mean really it's like fucking keep it on reddit where it belongs like that's just not that's not right people suck yeah oh well yeah um so i mean i wouldn't even though like a lot of the plot i'd heard before i just had dismissed it and then or forgotten about it both until i was looking back and i was like oh fuck that was the movie and um (laughs) (laughs) and uh and then, like, the Ray and Ben Kessing thing, like, I had heard um, a lot that Raylo would be pleased. Yeah. So I assumed that something would happen with them. I didn't – wasn't exactly sure what. I had heard that he was going to get, like, chucked down a hole. Uh, yeah, uh, I remember that. I yeah. did. I do remember reading that at some point, but I didn't have any context. I didn't know if he mm-hmm. was going to be coming back or anything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would just say, like, mild- it didn't affect my viewing at all. Yeah. Well, that's good. Quick sidebar, if you're listening and you're hearing weird noises in the background, there is construction happening around my apartment, which is where we're recording today. So apologies if you hear weird noises in the background. Nothing I can do about it, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's get... Oh, yeah. One other thing I wanted to mention. We saw Baby Yoda Force Heal two days before Rise of Skywalker came out. That was an interesting sort of little... I wonder if there was that was like a purposeful thing where they're like, let's introduce this idea from... This wee little baby that everyone seems to like and see if it's a, maybe a little bit easier to swallow. I'm sure it had to have been. Yeah. Like, purposeful. I feel like it was definitely planned because why else would they have moved it? Well, I mean, I, they could just let it come out on Friday still. Or just not have a Star Wars or not have an episode of The Mandalorian come out at all that week. Mm-hmm. Like, we got our Star Wars fix. We all know that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It was sort of an interesting decision. Yeah. So um, um, before we start going through it. Sure. When you walked out of the theater, what was your, like, initial feeling? My first time. Yeah. Your first time. <laughs> so when I saw it, it was kind of funny because we stayed through the entire credit scene, my group, and they were like seven of us that kind of just sat in the theater for a second and we were just like well 
that was a movie (laughs) and we watched it and it happened so uh my buddy uh mike was not pleased and is still not pleased i have had like a text message thread with him and like our friend our friend eric back and forth i'm not kidding it was the entire time i was in kansas city where he basically just aired all of his grievances about the movie. <laughs> but um afterwards we went across the street and had pizza and drinks yeah. our group of seven to sort of sit and digest a little bit and i have to say like the overall um consensus of our group was about a six to seven out of ten mm-hmm. i think for me my initial was seven although i probably didn't feel quite as good about it because i liked We'll dig into dig into it because I'm kind of back now to where I started. I've seen the movie three times, four times now. Mm-hmm. After the, the first time I saw it, I'm sort of back in that same thing because I sort of left with the same feeling after viewing number four. So my my first thing was just like, huh. And yeah. I, I, I tweeted a one word reaction that night, which was yikes <laughs> yeah and that's kind of where I'm, I'm still at a little bit I, okay. I've gone up and down and back and forth and I've had some real highs with it but for the most part I'm not feeling super great about this movie which makes me sad yeah I'm feeling like I there's so much and it's so busy and yeah there are crunchy things but I laughed a lot and yeah. I felt thing I emoted watching this yeah and that I don't do that very often. I will say I cried through the entire thing the first time. I was just like, like, kind of just sort of like delicate tears, not really all that intense. And then mm-hmm. I think it was like Han Solo or maybe it was all the realist event that I like, there was like an actual like heaving sob for me at one point in this movie. Oh. Just the first time that I saw it. Ever the rest of it, I've mostly been able to keep it together, but... Yeah, I, I agree. There was a, I got a lot of emotion. I got a lot of Star Wars feels out of it, which is yes. really what they were going for, essentially. Yeah, and I think that's what I take away most um, from it is I like felt things and yeah. I laughed and I got like a little flustered and I like felt like ah and just you know like whoa and all that stuff. So that's kind of. I guess how I'm looking at it and not so much from a story perspective. Yeah. And and I think that's how the writer and director went about it too, to be honest. Well, yeah. I thought back to like oh god, when they say Ray Palpatine, I just want to like vomit I literally on someone's face. Punch myself in the face when I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll vomit on your face and you can punch it to make yeah. it better. Yeah. Um so compromise. <laughs> yeah. But I do think back to when I saw the midnight movie of Revenge of the Sith. Now maybe some of it is because we were delirious because it was probably two thirty in the fucking morning. Yep. But when Anakin is like, where's Padme? And, you know, Palps is like, you killed her. And he goes, no. The entire theater burst out laughing for the entire end of the movie. Really? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was one of them. I burst out laughing, too. And I just kind of think, okay, like, that's also how I feel. It's just like a huge, like, facepalm. I I think Ray Palpatine is worse of a facepalm than Hayden Christensen just going, no. Um, but, you know, I think back and I'm like, well, I fucking love that movie now and I love that scene. So, you know, just going off of my overall feeling when I left and not really thinking too much about anything else. And there's so many things I miss. Like, I do need to see it more. And I think sitting with it by myself on my own terms. You think it's going to age well? I I don't know. Like, that's not something I've really considered. But I I think just like with The Last Jedi, I needed to watch it on my own terms and my own time by myself before I, like, 
really grasped it enough. I do think that there is value in seeing it by oneself. So every time that I've seen it, I've seen it with at least one other person. Most of the times I've seen it, I've seen it with at least seven other people. So I'm excited to maybe I'm going to probably go see it one more time. Five, I think, will be enough for me. Um, (laughs) Because I really there are things in this movie I really like. We're going to dig through and kind of go through a sort of recap of the plot and talk about characters here in a second. But overall, there were a lot of things in this movie that I really liked. I mean, we talked about you know, we laughed. I laughed a lot. You know, you sat next to me during one of them. Mm-hmm. I was laughing a lot. And I agree, you know, it, it had Star Warsy feels to it. But there's like the one overarching thing that really ruined this movie for me. But and made me question whether or not I was going to be able to rewatch it as many times as I had already planned out. And I think the the Ben Solo character is really what keeps me coming back to it which is why I can still get a decent amount of enjoyment out of this movie so so we'll dive into that here too so yeah should we should we get started want to talk about the crawl what we remember of the crawl I don't remember I remember I hated it I thought it was the dumbest crawl I've ever seen it's by far the worst crawl it's like it's so disjoint it's too there are too many paragraphs like it's it's not a compelling crawl yeah there's a lot of like I remember thinking that there are some weird inconsistencies in the style of it because I think we got the full title like general leia organa in all caps but then supreme leader kylo ren was not in caps and i was like okay that's a style disagreement there Mm -hmm. like we had we had kylo ren in caps but not supreme like there was so one number one that was dumb the dead speak is opening line is the fucking dumbest thing ever it's so fucking stupid so yeah the crawl like somebody i think it was my buddy mike said the crawl sounds like bad fan fiction and i'm like yeah it does it does not the crawl, great. not positive. It seemed like no no care was put into it at all. It just, it was way too long and it was so bizarre. Yeah. Like normally they set up for what we're about to see in mm-hmm. the next scene. You know, like the opening crawl for uh, Return of the Jedi was all about Jabba's palace. Yeah. And after where we opened. Mm-hmm. Um, Phantom Menace, hey, there's this one bad thing going on. There are Jedi on the way to fix it. We get yeah. the Jedi. Uh, this was just like a way too much exposition that yeah you're like what it was like all of that was in the movie at one point and then they're just like nah we, we gotta cut all that shit um and then we're just gonna put it in the crawl yeah and we're gonna spend roughly seven minutes writing the crawl and then we're gonna move on yeah that was the impression that i got yeah it wasn't wasn't <laughs> awesome the dead um, speak <laughs> so the opening scene was mustafar it was isn't that interesting something you had to learn from the vd was that Kylo was on Mustafar fighting all of Anakin Skywalker's stands. Yeah, it would have been so much cooler if I knew that. And that's yeah. still the thing that I really appreciate about Rogue One is them giving us the planet names. Agreed. I wish they would all do that. Yeah. I think that's a really cool thing that they do. And I wish they would do it in, Mandal- in uh, The Mandalorian, too. I know. That would be so great. Yeah. Uh, So Kylo's just kind of wrecking shit. Mm-hmm. There is a really funny moment somebody pointed out on Twitter the other day that Kylo moonwalks for like a second in it. He kind of flies backwards, but he's like, it legit looks like moonwalking. It's kind of <laughs> awesome. I found a clip of it. I was like, yes. Yeah, there's just so much stuff that I feel like I missed. So um, so the whole first part is basically we saw all of it in uh, teasers and promo content. Mm-hmm. Like the Mustafar scene, mm-hmm. going to Exegol. We see Palpatine for the first time, and he's just, like, creepy hanging on a metal puppet thing. Mm-hmm. He's plugged into a USB drive. Yeah. yeah. Snoke's in a jar. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fucking gross. 
Yeah, it was weird. It was really, oh my gosh, Palp's fingers were so disgusting. I just wanted to like. Ooh. There were a lot of close-up shots of Palpatine's fingers in this movie, and I don't know why. So fucking gross. Don't understand why. Didn't make me feel good about it. I didn't care for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually, I kind of. It grossed me out, but I liked that they went there. <laughs> they weren't afraid to get intimate with Palpatine. Yeah. Who also wasn't afraid to get intimate with people, which is gross. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. So gross. Yep. And then we had, uh, so we had Chewie, Finn, and Poe doing light speed skipping. Where have we seen that before? I don't, we've never seen light speed skipping before. That was, I don't think, unless there, maybe there's some Clone Wars thing I'm not remembering. I'm thinking about Thrawn, maybe. Oh, really? Because the Skywalkers... Like, was there not a part where they were, like, skipping really fast? Oh, maybe. Or maybe, like, in that last one where the they uh, the pirates were sort of light speed skipping when they were stealing the cargo. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't think we'd seen it before. Um, a lot of people, I feel like a lot of commentary I saw on that was that it, the whole thing felt out of place, mm-hmm. which I disagree with. I kind of liked it. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was fine. I mean, I think what I was picturing was was the Skywalkers from the Thrawn books. Really? Yeah, like the just girls. Yeah, being able to do all that shit. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't mind it. No, me either. And then we see Bulio, new character, gets his own Lego minifig, and he's on screen. His head's on screen more than yeah. He's dead more than he's alive. Yeah. Uh, voiced by Mark Hamill. So. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. How neat. I learned some new trivia today. Thank you, Alice. Hi. Thank you, Manager Alice. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, so that sequence was kind of neat. Uh, the, other, the other part of the opening sequence was uh, Ray training with Leia on a planet we learn, again, in the visual dictionary is called Agent Kloss. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Go figure. So she's running a, an obstacle course. She's, you know, doing the be with me, levitating with the rocks mm-hmm. in the... Uh, in the forest, which is kind of fun. Yeah. So this is our first. This is our first shot in the movie of, of uh, Leia, extra Force Awakens footage. Leia. What did you think? I thought it all looked fine. None I thought of it, it all bothered looked, me. I think it all looked fine too. I was extremely distracted by the fact that I knew where every single scene came from. Like they were all sort of alternate takes of scenes that are in the Force Awakens. Or, like, uh. they're from deleted scenes that I saw on the DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. And so every single thing, I was like, I know where that's from. I know where that's from. Oh, I know where that's from. I remember that scene. Like, it was, and it was distracting in my own mind. Oh, I never but, saw those. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. So it, it, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. Hmm. It, it was sort of distracting for me to the point where I was like, I'm not sure if this was the right move. Overall, I like what they did with her character, though. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was good. I've never seen any of those scenes. And, um... I mean, a lot of them are what are what are in the Force Awakens. It's just alternate oh. takes of like the same scene hmm. where they just change the color of her outfit. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I found it distracting, but I think I'm in the minority. Most people thought that it was really well done, and that's that's fine. But yeah, it was kind of cool to see Ray riding the obstacle course. The fucking red red wrist thing ended up being fucking nothing. Like yeah. <laughs> so many theories uh, that were spawned just from that one little take and in, yep. in the teaser trailer. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. Wire work in that scene was good too, or she kind of flipped. Yeah, over. that was one of. The- I enjoyed it. I really liked that planet. Yeah, it was really pretty. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Uh, so then we are uh, we're, we're going to kind of try and power through here. The gang goes to space Coachella on uh, Pasana. <laughs> so what uh, what are your thoughts on the new sand planet? I liked it. I liked the characters. I liked that it had like a whole 
like specific thing going on at it. Mm -hmm. There was more to look at and hear and kind of like a different culture to acclimate to. Mm -hmm. The whole Palpatine plotline is just like no bueno to me. Yeah. But overall, I thought it was a lot of fun. Like the jet troopers, they had some silly deaths. Like one of them was just like, whoa, you know, when he was going into like a spiral into the wall or whatever. Yeah. But it was fun. 3PO was great. Yeah. Overall, I thought everything was pretty neat. Like Ray accidentally shooting out force lightning was awesome. Yeah. What were your thoughts when you first saw that? Did you immediately think like, oh, she's related to Palpatine or something like that? Like, I mean, did you have no, any No, I just of... thought it was like a dark side. I was going straight. I was going Dooku. I was like, holy fucking shit. Because remember that happened in Dooku Jedi Lost. He shoots lightning by accident. He's like, oh my God, what did I just fucking do? There's a whole scene where oh, it's like, it's him remember. sort of having like a breakdown of like, oh my God, when he's in Jedi training and he accidentally does it. And I'm like, oh, I'm... so my immediate thought was like, holy shit, she's related to Dooku. I literally never considered it. I didn't even think of it as any sort of relation. I just thought, because we'd seen the dark side Ray yeah. in that one little clip. And I was like, oh, you know, she's got some dark side tendencies and she's got a lot of emotion coming out somehow. Yeah. Lightning. I mean, I don't know how that works. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it was fucking interesting, though. Yeah. I, I did like the lightning thing. Although the whole back and forth of like, Chewie's dead. Chewie's not dead. I'm just like, okay. I knew on. he wasn't dead from the very beginning. Well, yeah, because we see him and we see him in shots that we knew were in the trailers. Oh, not even that. But I saw him going into like to me. I could, or I maybe I just made an assumption that he was not going to die were, because of that. There were two that. transports, but yeah, there were two transports, and I saw both of them. And for some reason, that one didn't look like the one I thought he went in. Oh, okay, interesting. I just remember thinking, I'm like, we analyzed the shit out of every, tra- like, not every, but most of the trailers and stuff that came out. I was like, I know he's in this movie later on, so fuck this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a wasted plot. Yeah, it really was. Um, this was the scene, though, that Ray flips over the tie uh, in the desert. I think this was the best, like, stunt slash wire work that happened mm-hmm. in the movie. Most of it, and we'll get into this later when we're talking about Kef Beer, that all, I thought that all looked like garbage. The, the wire work they were doing and floating around and jumping around. It just it looked, wasn't fun. It looked awful to me. But this look, you could tell they put a lot more tender, loving care into this shot mm-hmm. because it was in the teaser and it looked amazing. Yeah. So that was really fun to actually get to see that. And uh, I'm glad that they showed that in the teaser. It made me really excited for this movie and I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. So Pisano was fun. Uh, they met Dio. They met Dio. Dio's so fucking cute. I could shit. I love it. No, thank you. Yeah. No, no, thank you. <laughs> I am Dio. Yeah. I was surprised that I really liked Dio. Yeah. I was too. Because remember a celebration and everyone thought was just he was like, so dumb. We were like, just why? like, why the fuck did you bring this thing out? Now we know because JJ's an egotistical maniac that just wanted to show off. Be like, ha, that me. That's what I would do. I'd be like, this is my droid. This is me. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cute. I liked that it spoke basic yes i am dio (laughs) it was just so sweet i loved him Mm -hmm. i wonder what the whole deal with him is like was he ochi's droid Uh uh-huh which is weird because ochi was like a he was an evil dude oh yeah and that's why he he needed a little helper yeah and we knew that he treated him badly because he was just like no no thank you (laughs) don't Um, touch me (laughs) but he was just he was fucking delightful i love it yeah yeah so yeah that's Pasana. Uh, the gang goes to Kajimi. I liked Kajimi. Slash Kill Jimmy. Kill Jimmy. <laughs> I liked Kill Jimmy World. We had a Zori Bliss, which was sort of fun. That was neat that uh, she had a lot more screen time than I would have thought. Yeah, I, w- I, I think I was surprised too. Yeah, I was fully surprised by how sort of like well-rounded her story kind of seemed for me. We got some background on her and Poe. We got to, you know, I mean, she 
had some plot armor where she got off of Kajimi before it gets blown up later in the film. I mean, she's in the Y-Wing. It's just, that was neat. And uh, now I understand why the Y-Wing Lego set was spoilery. We weren't supposed to know that she was going to come back. We were supposed to think she was dead. And I uh, I yeah. remember seeing that and thinking, why the fuck is this tagged as a spoiler? Well, it never crossed my mind that she was dead. No. And I guess part of it would be from that scene. But yeah. also, like, we wouldn't have had any emotional investment in her. No. Or I wouldn't have. So it didn't even bother me that if she was she- assumed dead. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it didn't care. I'm really surprised that we didn't get some sort of, like, adult novel or young adult novel with her backstory and her and, like, her and Poe's backstory, that kind of shit. It seemed like, it just seemed like the the sort of, like, journey to the Rise of Skywalker was sort of lacking for me a little bit. It just seemed like a much smaller publishing initiative than The Last Jedi was. I mean, think about all the stories that we got for The Last Jedi, Leading up to that, like the Canto Bite stuff, like yeah, none of there. We just got so much more. I don't know. It just seemed like it would have been kind of a cool place to go. We'd get a little bit more on Babu Frick, that kind of stuff. Maybe. I yeah. I don't mean. I don't think I'd be really interested in reading a story about Zori. A Zori story. <laughs> <laughs> Zori story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it. Eh, whatever. I just. I didn't really feel. I didn't care much about her. I liked her character and the dialogue mm. she had. Yeah. But, but other than that, okay. The bar was really fun. Person. The bar was cool. I thought the bar was fun. Yep. Bartender John Williams. Yep. That was a neat thing. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, we saw Babu Frick, who he is was awesome. Delightful. I didn't really love him until the second time. Really? There's so much going on that I didn't realize that like he was part speaking basic sometimes. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this guy's the best. <laughs> hey, hey! He's got yeah. the fucking best. Did we talk about the uh, the actress who voices him, Shirley Henderson? Oh, Moaning Myrtle. Yeah, Moaning yeah. Myrtle. How fucking cool is that? There's our Harry Potter crossover oh, right there. Oh, there's a fucking lot of Harry Potter crossover in this movie. We'll fucking get to that jesus we used to just joke about it but it's true yeah no it definitely happened they they didn't even fuck around they're just like dementors palpatine like they there's so yeah. much uh <laughs> so uh they uh so they find the dagger um on pasana we didn't get into that too much we see the force healing on kajimi they finally are able to get 3po uh they have babu frick rewire his brain and he translates the sith language which is kind of interesting um, he spews off a bunch of letters and numbers and words that I'm going to have to one day memorize for trivia, which is annoying, although it is spelled out, uh, transcribed in the visual dictionary. So that's fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'll just have to stare at that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> the word Delta was in there some point. I don't remember. All good. Mm-hmm. I've got time. So yeah. And then they, they head to the Star Destroyer, the Steadfast, as again, I learned in, in the VD, we'll talk about that later, to... um. To go free Chewy, and they are freed by the First Order spy, none other than Armitage Hux himself. Yes, that was surprising. It was. I never saw it coming. Hux was very funny. That yes. first scene when Hi- Kylo gets his mask back. Right, right. What does he say? He's just like, oh, very good, sir, or something. <laughs> I like it. I th- or maybe the woman next to him says I like it. I think he's like, nope, no problem, sir. Yeah. It's yeah, something. Awesome. It, he was, it was funny, but I feel like we were still lacking a lot of Hux. Like, there should have been a little bit more. Yeah, and I texted you about this right after because this is one of those things and my knee-jerk reaction that I didn't like was the fact that we only got, like, roughly 45 seconds of Hux in this movie mm-hmm. and I didn't like what they did with it because I was like, oh, my God, like, they could have done so much more with this. He could have been, like, a whole, like, fucking callous thing. And then I was like, no, actually, it worked for me. I'm not sure what made me change my mind, 
it just worked for me somehow. Like, we already have him as Space Hitler in the first movie. We get a little bit more of him being, like, everyone's bitch in the second movie. This one's just full-on, like, it doesn't even... He's He's been... I don't know. It, it was just something kind of different, and I liked it. I, I didn't mind that they... They've already told the story of the spy turns to the the other side and learns his lesson. I, we didn't need that lesson again. Yeah, you know? I would have liked just, like, a little bit more. Yeah. That's okay. Or like I, a little more with him and Pride. And they were on the Mustafar scene and got cut out. Yeah. So yeah, I saw like, that well, interview. This movie should have been three hours long. Right? That probably would have helped a lot. I don't know what stopped them. I really don't. Like, no, it would there's have been no fine. reason. Yeah. Especially after the Avengers was three and a half hours. All the Lord of the Rings movies were three, three and a half hours. Yep. So. Mm. So dumb. Choices. Yep. Choices. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised to see Hux has. That's another uh, spoiler. I think I had remember hearing that Hux was going to be an informant. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't know that. I loved that scene. Yeah, I didn't think it was. I mean, again, I just like I don't really, I don't pay super close attention or go research and yeah. or anything like that. So I kind of forgotten about it until like after I saw it, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. But it it just happened so quick. That whole scene on the um steadfast yeah yeah it was just like so so fast and that's also where we get the worst scene of the movie which is what you're a palpatine oh god yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sorry not even adam driver could pull that shit off i no. mean not even and that man can do no wrong but really i still was just like ugh. Did your theater react? Was there any kind of vocal reaction? No, my theater wasn't a very reactive theater. I had a pretty quiet theater. I think (laughs) I keep bringing poor Mike into this. My buddy is sitting in front of me. He's sitting in the row in front of me. And I literally, I'm pretty sure it was dead silence except him. He went, ah, or something like that. Like, I feel like he made the one noise in the theater. (laughs) I I definitely remember making a facial expression like, huh? Yeah. You know, like a. I remember thinking, like, there's no fucking way that's real. Like, he has to be lying. That's just like, that's literally the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. There's no way it's real. Yeah, I just remember being like, that sounds so dumb. Yeah. And then I'm like, but then I'm also in my mind, I'm like, finally, something people agree sounds dumber than, you know, the awkward romance and Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Now I'm thinking about it. Is it worse than sand? It might be worse than sand. It's worse than sand. Yeah. 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 And it's worse than, or in my mind, it's worse than all of the cringy romantic ones where he's like, something, that kiss left a scar on my heart or whatever the line is. Yeah. Hoping that kiss does not become a scar or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> I think our lives are already over, Anakin. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Yeah. Yeah. No. It was awful. It's truly it awful. Is, I think that is one of the worst lines in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, it, it was not necessary at all. No, it didn't need to happen. It was so stupidly placed in this movie. It just didn't, was not necessary at all. Yeah. It can, I, I think that it just, I remember going into the movie and think like, and I said it multiple times on our show. I'm like, there's no way they're going to retcon the last Jedi in this film. I have to think that they're better than that. I have to have faith that the story group and that JJ and that everybody is more classy than that. And then as it turns out, they're fucking not. I kind of felt like Ray would be like her background would come up, whether or not she was not from anything special, but like we would get her backstory regardless. But uh, yeah, I always thought we'd get more Ray backstory. I still kind of thought in the back of my head that it would come out that she was somehow linked to something we knew, mm-hmm. but I didn't think it would be like 
I definitely was not expecting that. No, me and, either. You know, I mean, it, it didn't bother me that she was related to someone. It bothered me that she was related to Palpatine because it's just like so dumb. Yeah. It bothered me that she was related to somebody at all. Mm. It really just like, I mean, I just, I, I just don't understand what the point of it was. I'm trying, hold on, I have some notes on this. I want to make sure I say. Well, I mean, I think this just elegantly. goes that it wasn't like planned. Planned. No. Yeah. Definitely like, not. There was, it doesn't seem like even the story group was cohesive enough to no. like suss this all out. Yeah. I mean, and I, um, but my point about Ray is that her storyline basically ruined the movie for me because, you know, in order to stay consistent with The Last Jedi, she had to just be no one. And that would have been fine. And I don't know, I just don't understand why they felt the need to to shoehorn in the fact that she would be related to anybody. And he was like, you know, I, I, I want, so I just wanted her to stay that way. And I wanted the message to continue to be that you don't have to be related to a legacy character or related to an important man in order to be someone in the story, in order to be the hero. You can, you know, the hero in the story can come from anywhere and be anyone. And I liked that messaging. And I he, still think it has that message, though. I don't know. Because like, you can, so technically her parents were nobodies, right? They considered themselves nobodies. Palpatine considered them nobodies. So technically that still sticks. But it still shows that even though she's like the spawn of Satan, that she doesn't have to follow that path and can make her own path and completely, it doesn't matter who her family is at all. So it doesn't matter if they're no one. It doesn't matter if there's someone important. She still has it in her to choose her family and to be the person she wants to be regardless. That's valid. Yeah. I can see that point. I think that's valid. That's the most elegant way that I've seen it put, actually. And I've spent a lot of time looking at people's commentary on Twitter. And I think that's a really good point, actually. Mm -hmm. I like that. I'm not sure I fully buy into it or agree with it, but I, I fully I can see and accept that. Yeah. That line of thinking. hundred percent. But yeah, I, I just didn't I just didn't care for it. I don't know. That's fine. I'm like, I wonder who Broom Boy was related to. Which man in the Star Wars universe was he related to, you know what I mean? It just um I don't know. So that that was really my main my entire issue with this movie is Ray. I mean, and which is unfortunate because this is, I think, Daisy Ridley's best performance. She was above and beyond, I think, an amazing actress in this movie. Yeah. She had she just she did great. I thought it was amazing. But I fucking hate her storyline so much. I just hate it. And that's okay. You're like if people like it, that's cool. I hate it, and that's cool too. We need to all figure out how we can coexist on uh, Twitter. I don't think she had enough of a storyline as a whole. Yeah. So my whole thing is, and I've said this for a long time, that I think the downfall of the sequel trilogy was from the get-go having the original trilogy characters involved so heavily. Yeah. Because it detracted from us getting to know the new characters. Yeah. This is the first movie where I started feeling somewhat of a connection to Finn and Poe and Ray because they were finally together and working together and mm -hmm. we weren't focused on Harrison Ford or Mark Hamill or we couldn't focus on Carrie Fisher in this one and we got to focus more on our heroes, which I don't feel like we had enough focus on them. Yeah. Um, and I know why he did it in The Force Awakens. It had to have been, I mean... There needs to be a bridge, you know? Yeah, it had, or my thought of why this was in The Force Awakens or started everything off is to rope back in the people who were disenchanted from the prequels. Yeah. And to do that, you have to reference the original trilogy, and it just leaned too heavily on the original people, and we didn't get enough race story. 
You know what I mean? Agreed. We didn't get enough any of their stories. Yeah. I think that's totally valid. I agree. So, But I'm glad that, that this movie did that for you. Yeah. That it was like, that's one of the good things to come out of this is that it made that, it sort of let all of that go. Yeah. And that's what I've been, that's what I've been looking for, like, needing from the sequel trilogy. Yeah. My trilogy is the prequels. Yeah. You know, I was never... I'm invested in it because I love Star Wars, mm-hmm. but I'm never going to be invested in another trilogy like I am the prequels. What are your thoughts on the fact that Padme literally, I mean, no mention of her at all in this movie? I know that was something you were hoping for. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping for it because she's like literally the maker of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I guess maybe like Shmi kind of. Anyway, she's one of like the top people and yeah. I was kind of hoping for that. I was hoping for more prequel references and there were hardly any. Yeah. Like... The fancy lightsaber fighting, that was prequel-ish, but not as good as in the prequels. Yeah. Um, What else? I don't even remember where Duel of the Fates was in. Do you remember I don't think it? it was in there. I think it was just in the teaser. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. So, I like, there, were just, there weren't any prequel references. This all leans so heavy on original trilogy stuff. Yeah. That it just kind of like, I'm like, okay. I mean, I like the original trilogy. It's fine. But you can't say that you're going to bring in the saga and all nine movies when they just ignored one, two, and three. Yeah. Almost completely, except for Hayden Christensen and Mace Windu talking. Yeah. And Qui-Gon. Oh, yeah. 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 And the, uh, who else? Luminara. Luminara and Dooley and then uh, Adi Gallia. Yeah. Weird. Strange. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess that was kind of a bummer for me, but, you know, it's fine. I I know the prequels are a hit and miss for people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wondered how you would feel about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was. I, I'm not surprised. No, I figured that would be the case, too. But I just, like, you can't say you're going to combine everything and wrap up everything or have nods to everything and then not, like, I blatantly d- not. <laughs> I do think that um, it would have been a better ending um, – and I, re- I this isn't an idea I had. This is something I saw on Twitter. Oh, that 4chan post? Um, I don't know if it was on 4chan that they go to Naboo. Yeah. Yeah. That they that they end up there instead of Tatooine because, yeah, somebody made the point like, oh, yeah, let's go bury Leia's lightsaber there, the planet that she only knows from her short time as a sex slave. That doesn't make literally any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me that yeah, Ray would Naboo, go to Tatooine. There's like so much, so much sand. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much sand. <laughs> And there's so many original trilogy preferences that going to Naboo, a place that has beauty and no sand. And a connection to both Skywalkers and Palpatine, which yeah. sort of would have made more sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that would have been way cooler. Yeah. Agreed. It would have been way fucking prettier, too. I also don't think she was going to stay on No. On Tatooine. No. I don't get that either. Yeah. I, I don't get that feeling at all. No. I don't think they needed to call the track on the soundtrack a new home. I think that was confusing, but... Yeah. Maybe I, it meant a new home for the lightsabers. For lightsabers. the lightsabers, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, okay, so back to where we were. Um, we, so we free Chewie from the Steadfast. Hux is a spy. We get... Uh, raise a Palpatine. Raise a Palpatine. In case you missed that. <laughs> yeah, that was the whole point of this. That's where we veered off course. Uh, so then the next uh, destination on the map is Kef Beer, which, as it turns out, is not the same thing as uh, Endor. It is the ocean moon of Endor, not the forest moon. So we meet Janna, who's played by Naomi Aki, who's one of the most delightful humans on the planet. Loved her. At least from what we've seen in her of interviews. Um, yeah. But that uh, 
that whole thing with her and Finn, I found really annoying. I have to say, where they were just like, yeah, it was a feeling that we had that we decided not to fire on the villagers, the innocent people. And I'm like, okay, like, can we insert another? That's not how the force works. That was just like your fucking conscious, dude, like conscience. Like you don't need to. I don't know if you need to put the force on that. No, I didn't get that she was putting the force on it. He was. He was like, it was the force that made you feel that way. And it's like, ah, but was it though? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. That whole thing, that exchange was really strange to me. I like just be projecting. Yeah. I like that she was a stormtrooper too. I think that was really neat that her and her whole like tribe there were were former stormtroopers that That could make a really fun comic book miniseries. Agreed. Yeah. Again, like another place I'm, I'm sort of surprised we didn't get a little bit more background, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, this is something I I replied to someone's tweet the other day about this where they hold up the fucking dagger. Yeah. And, and like make it line up with the Death Star wreckage. I went and saw the movie with my cousin on Friday night and she openly laughed. And like, I'm pretty sure she was like, what the fuck? Like it's sitting next to me. Yeah. I was like, yep. Isn't that dumb? She's like, yeah, that's really dumb. It's fucking dumb. Yeah, that dagger. Because I'm like, how would the dagger know the location of this? It would have had to have been carved right after the Death Star, Death Star 2 got blown up, and then it would have had to have been made, and then the thing would have had to have been put in the, I don't know, it just seems, because they're like, oh, it's an ancient Sith, you know, language on this dagger, and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that dagger is only, what, 30 years old? It's the Force, Alice. I know. It was the Force. I know, but that's something I could overlook. Yeah. It's just I, something I noticed, and I was like, what? It was what? such a small thing, but it was such a small, stupid thing that I'm like, fuck, guys, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah Ray ditches the group, she steals a sea skiff. She goes to the wreckage and she meets Dark Ray. Yes, with creepy teeth when yeah. pissed at her. <laughs> huh. I have to say, there are some things that I wish that they hadn't shown us in the teaser, in the trailers. This is one of them. Yeah, because it was so brief. It was so brief. That's all we got. Like, I'm like, had there been more to it, it would have been one thing. Yeah. But that was pretty much all of it. Yeah. I, that, so that was one of those things. And I'm like, yeah. God, they gave way too much away, I think. But it, it was kind of cool to see, I guess. Um,. Not much else happening on this. Finn gets a little force push from from Ray while she's dealing with Kylo on oh, the wreckage. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out. This is where the wire work is. I'm Kylo Ren didn't look too bad on it. I didn't notice as much with him. Ray's superhero landing I didn't need. I'm yeah. like, wow, that looked like garbage. I mean, there's like talk about effects that don't hold up. I that's it was bad. It was just anticlimactic. Yeah. Like it was really had it been more had it been less flowy and more movement in general, it would have been fine. The entire lightsaber fight is what you're talking about. Yeah, you just didn't. You didn't care for it. No, I made the joke that it was just like they just got tired. On but they Twitter. did. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> they. That's that's how the fight ended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that they was did. Funny. They did. So, um, let's see what else. Well, this is the. I mean, this is the, the emotional one of the emotional climaxes for for baby boy Ben. Mm-hmm. This um oh yeah my so I'm so I'm seeing the movie on Friday night with my cousin, he, my cousins my giant group of people. One of them gets up right as the duel is sort of finishing after Ray like heals him, and goes to the bathroom, misses the entire Han Solo thing, <gasps> and as he's like getting up to leave, I literally turned to my cousin who was sitting next to him and I was like, he really can't leave right now, but it was like too late. He was like already gone. Yeah, and I was like, I uh, felt so bad. Oh my god. No. <laughs> I felt awful. You missed that whole thing. (laughs) Oh, sad. Mm -hmm. But also kind of hilarious. 
So, so yeah, so we, we get the, uh, we get our second little force healing in this, uh, in the movie with, uh, Kylo (laughs) getting stabbed by Ray's very cheap shot. I mean, she knows, she knew the minute she did it. She's like, oh, that was. I was shocked that she did that. Really? Oh, I wasn't at all. Oh, I was. And, you know, there's so many things that I missed in this movie. Like, I didn't realize when she healed him that a scar went away. I didn't either. It took me four times to notice it. It was so subtly done. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool thing. I thought it was neat. I thought it was cool. That super advanced little ball droid couldn't fix his face, but Ray could. That's fucking cool. Yeah. I like that. I I thought that was a fun little, fun little thing. And yeah, she steals his tie, which is sort of fun. The fact that Ray got Mm -hmm. to fly TIE Fighter. And then yeah, Han fucking Solo. This is one of those things I had heard at one point that he would be making a cameo, but I had no context. Oh, I didn't even hear it. Oh, really? I was completely shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I had heard that he would be coming back, but I didn't know in what form. Like voice or something? No, yeah. I had no idea. And I really, really... The first time I saw this, I didn't like this scene. I thought it was too close to Force Awakens. I was like, did they literally just do the same fucking thing? That's dumb. But then I saw... My subsequent viewings, I liked it. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. It didn't bother me how close... I I mean, the purpose of it was to mirror. I know. So... And I, but I found that annoying and lazy the first time I saw it for some reason, and then it grew on me. It's one of those things that grew on me. Yeah, there are a lot of things in this movie that grew on me. Well, it's kind of like in a way, like going back in time to like right or wrong. Yeah, and it has to be like repeated, or that's how I saw it. It was yeah, and it was really beautifully done. And I thought Mm -hmm. Harrison Ford, I thought looks great. He did it. He did it amazing. (laughs) You know, I just thought that this was like really well acted. I thought it was better than The Force Awakens. Yeah, I don't know. And yeah, the like oh, fuck that that's where I always lose it. Where he like Ben says dad. Dad, I and know. And he's like, I know. I was like, oh my God. Oh God. Just like fucking just punch me in the heart. I can't. Yeah. It's really, really sweet. That yeah. whole scene, like, oh God. I just can't even. And the saber toss, he throws the saber. Oh. Uh, yeah, that was a really, really great moment. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> So yeah, that we had uh, we had Han Solo, uh, Ben contemplating stuff, um, and now Ben is back, yay! So then Ray takes the Kylo's tie and goes to Octo, and um, Force Toast Luke is on Octo, <laughs> and he catches the saber. Did you just hear yourself? Yeah, he's Force Toast Luke. Force Toast Luke. Force yes. Toast Luke. <laughs> Promo uh, code Toast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Get your own Force Toast Luke. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's just a drunk Luke Skywalker figurine. This is where we see Leia's saber for the first time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do we think about Leia's saber, Alice? I thought it was pretty. Really? <laughs> you don't have a problem with the story implications of this? You no. Just, you, you just kind of liked it? Yeah. Uh, I had a problem with this. She could have trained for like two months or started training for like two months as soon as Return of the Jedi ended. Yeah. Like immediately. I just, I want to go back and read Aftermath, although I'm afraid that if I reread Aftermath, I'm just going to be fucking mad. Because I feel like that book implied that she cut off her Jedi training long before she ever made a lightsaber. Or she would have made a lightsaber. That was my interpretation. Because she was just like, my place is politics. I'm not going to do this. This whole Jedi training thing is not how I'm going to, like, benefit the galaxy most. I'm going to do that in the Senate. Oh, I don't remember it well enough, but it doesn't bother me. I might not remember it well enough either, but that was the impression. That was the takeaway that I got from it. Yeah, or but that she I could remember. have gotten two months, and she would have had to have a lightsaber to train in general. What else is she going to use? I don't a know. stick. But she did a lot of like just like meditating in the aftermath. Remember, like she would just yeah, kind of like. But I don't know. There could have been like weekend 
weekends away. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't bother me. But she'd have to have a lightsaber to train with Luke at all. To be, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I had a problem with this fa- with the fact that she had. I'm just. I just thought that that was kind of. I don't know retconning something that had been established in the canon at some point, but that's getting that that's getting too far past the movie, I guess. And I get it, but I don't know. I didn't like. I didn't care for the fact that she had it at all. Um. Okay. Let me think. Where where else? Where are we? So we talked about. Oh yeah. So the flashback to Luke and Leia training. But she kicked ass, man. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah, it was awesome. It was kind of cool to see her training. Well, I just didn't strong. think that it made sense with the story, but that's just... That's, yeah, that bother my, me. my canon beef. I can suspend reality yeah, for a little bit. I'm trying to, but I can't. Um, I can't in some parts of this movie. That's not one of them. That's one that continues to make me mad. But yeah, so she, so Ray gets the Wayfinder out of the tie. Luke lifts the tie, or his X-Wing out of the water. God, that thing's got to smell like shit. Can you imagine having to get into that swampy-ass thing after it's been sitting underwater for like X amount of years? I mean, I think it depends on the kind of water and the water's temperature. Yeah. I just think that would suck. It would just smell mm. musty and stuff. I don't know. My dad has a shit ton of old cars. I'm used to, like, being an old, driving old things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought when he pulled it out. It had, like, the fucking seaweed hanging off of it. I was like, ew. If I was right, I'd be like, ew. Yeah, what if the inside was watertight? You know? Uh, the inside would have been perfect. Oh, it just, like, just seems so fucking gross to me. It's really funny, though. Um... <laughs> It would just stink in there. So, yeah. So, she goes to Exegol. This is the first time. Uh, I missed the whole, like, March of the Resistance and them all getting ready, the speech, uh, the first time I saw it because I had to go to the bathroom at this point. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. Force Toast Luke is gone. That's all we got of him. Uh, except I think he's got the vocal cameo later. So, yeah. Ray heads to Exegol and everybody else goes to... Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about Leia dying. We kind of skipped over that with the, like, Ben Solo thing. Oh, What did yeah. you think of her death? I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was fine. You know, it worked with the story. I like that it wasn't – it just – it felt good to me. Yeah. I thought, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, now we've got uh, Finn and Poe in charge, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. He made him a general, too. I was like, oh, they they, they cute. So yeah, Ray goes to Exegol. Um, there's a giant choir in the stands, which is kind of fun. The Resistance minus Lando all head to Exegol. And he goes to find all of his LinkedIn contacts that are in the core worlds. <laughs> he bring he, No, no, no. He has a Rolodex. Got it. You're right. You're totally right. I'm. He's Touché. got a space Rolodex hidden in one of the ice cream makers that he carries around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Touche. You're very right. Yes, I know. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here uh, all week. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm only here for about another hour and a half or two. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're kind of, so we're kind of about to get into like the sort of like big climax of this movie. Would you like to take a drink break at this opportunity before we dive in? Let's do it. Let's do it. So we're back. We left off at the climactic end of this movie, which is the full fucking fleet at Exegol and uh, Ray and Ben. Mm-hmm. So we got to talk about the whole, we got to talk more about Palps and his fingers. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so gross. Um, so yeah, we talked about Lando and his Rolodex. Everyone shows up. It's all cool. 
doesn't have nearly the effect that I wish it would have because they again showed they gave it, it away, showed it in the fucking trailer. And mm-hmm. I really wish they wouldn't have. So yeah, the fleet of just people shows up, which I liked that line. That was kind of nice. And uh, Ray and Ben are battling the Emperor. So it starts with Ray basically confronting the Emperor herself solo, and the uh, the Emperor is like, "Well, welcome home." Good to see ya. <laughs> I crocheted you this pillow cover. Mm-hmm. And now I need you to kill me so that my spirit can pass into you. And she's like, gross. And they, uh, so, so they have a little talk, got a little chat going. And then we see that Ben has showed up too. Um, it took me three viewings to figure out how the fuck he got there. And I realized it was because he found a TIE fighter in the Death Star wreckage and flew that. Oh, it took me a really I was just like, how the fuck did he get there? Oh, I didn't even think about it or notice. Yeah, it bothered me. I couldn't (laughs) figure it out. And then I was then I figured it out. I was like, okay, that that tracks. That's cool. So he so he rolls up. He's got his boyfriend sweater on now. Um, Mm -hmm. So he comes in. He's he's ready to fight Palps in his PJs. And it's real cute. Ray and Palpatine are chatting and he's like, I'm going to kill all your friends if you don't kill me and Get your ass up on that throne, young lady. And she's like, dope, let's do it. And so she nods and he uh he he's like, Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna stand here ready. And she goes and puts the the hand behind and does a little her little force pass with Ben. That was cool. When he's fighting the Knights of Red, I was like, that was that was so fucking awesome. I don't even care that I'm questioning why the knights are attacking him, because I would think that they would be loyal to him, but never mind. Doesn't matter. Just gonna move on. But well, he's not Kylo anymore, though. I know, but how do they know that? Because he's in his boyfriend. The Force. PJs? I don't know. <laughs> the Force. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. And that was one like cool thing that is carried over from the Last Jedi is JJ took like Force skyping up a notch. Yes. Yeah. You know, like pulling off the necklace. I was like, what? Like them both, like kind of seeing each other in their different environments at the same time. You know, um, you're just like. <laughs> I have to say, though, the thing on Kijimi, I was like, wait a minute. So anybody who happened to come up and see Kylo dueling with her, but nobody oh, could just see, like he's, it he's just fighting. looks like he's fighting them with <laughs> I would have killed for them to have, like, one shot of, of like, like, Babu a, Frick watching. Or, like, like a stormtrooper hey. coming up from behind and just being like, the um. fuck is he doing? <laughs> and he's just swinging at the air. He's lost his damn mind. <laughs> Yeah. It just would have been really funny, but missed opportunity, guys. So, yeah, so they do their little force pass, mm-hmm. and it's cute. And then she's got Leia's saber, so she's fighting with Leia's saber. Uh, and then Ben comes to her, and I fucking love that scene of the two of them with the blue lightsabers standing yeah. next to each other. I was just like, wow, this movie's horny. So I like I liked that part a lot. I'm trying to think of what else happens there, because then, oh, this is where the Dementor part happens. Yeah, well, fun fact real quick. Yeah. So Brad from Friends of the Force mm-hmm. is, like, doing a Kylo-only episode. I know. I thought about contributing something to it, but I might be. I wonder if so he it. went and, like, I think it's already recorded, oh, okay. um, but he went and did research. So the blaster Kylo has mm-hmm. is Lando's. Lando's. Yeah. So it's the same one mentioned in Last Shot. Yeah. And it's the one we see in Solo. Isn't that's that, so cool. That's so cute. And the, the no look, no looking shot that he fires, that's the it's same very as Han, Han. Solo. Yeah. Like the little like shrug thing. Like, oh God, I fucking love so that. so Harrison Ford. I loved that little shrug thing. It was really fucking it's cute. Harrison Ford to a T. Yeah, 100%. Because he kind of does that in Working Girl too, when he's like takes off his shirt and he's putting a new one and all the ladies in the office are like looking through his window and he's just like oh i just thought it was a reference to return of the jedi well yeah, yeah. i mean Han, it, 
it's Han Solo does it, but it's like a Harrison Ford thing. That's cute. Yeah. They're precious babies. Both of them. <laughs> um. So yeah. So Dementor Emperor Palpatine is like sucking the life force or something out of Ben and Ray, and it's very Harry Potter looking. Now he like doesn't have to plug into his USB port anymore because he's like a whole 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 person now. Yeah. Uh, hashtag cordless Palpatine, and he basically then chucks Ben down a hole. Because Star Wars is about what? Chopping off hands and falling down holes. There it is, right there. Did anyone lose a hand? No, nobody lost a hand. Oh, Palpatine gained a hand. I know, it's gross. Or like a quarter of a hand. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's how you know this movie is a departure from the formula. A hand's supposed to fall off, not fall on. Chopping off hands and falling down holes. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So we got one of those things. Um... So yeah, so now he's like gone for a little while, I guess, and uh, Ray has to, uh, she gets struck down, and then she has, we have the force lightning on the fleet, everyone's falling, it did look really fucking cool, actually, it was pretty neat, actually, um, and we get the Jedi of the past talking to Ray in the Be With Me line. <sighs> you just rolled your eyes, what does that mean? Oh no, I was just sighing like I was so happy. Yes. Wasn't that great? It It was. I could hear Hayden Christensen. I wasn't sure who all else I was hearing. I remember hearing hearing Ahsoka very clearly the first time because she was the one I was listening for. Okay. And I didn't really pay much attention to who else was in it. Um, This subsequent times I have listened. The third time I saw the movie, I saw it in a Dolby Atmos theater. So Mm -hmm. it had that enhanced sound. Oh. And, And that time I closed my eyes because now I've seen it twice and I don't need to see the back and forth anymore and I closed my eyes and it's fucking trippy as hell because Yoda and Kanan are both talking at one point Uh and their voices travel from the left side of the theater (gasps) to the right cool and like a surround sound thing like it's the coolest thing like if you have an opportunity to go see this movie again and you have the opportunity to see it in a Dolby Atmos theater which are you can find at a lot of AMC theaters do it and close your eyes during the scene because it is wild. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> so um, so I love, absolutely love that Kane and Jairus was included in this little thing. Obviously, this that was, was like... That was a good nod. It fucking just slayed me. I didn't hear it the first time. Mm-hmm. I didn't even hear it. I had him. no idea. Yeah. I wouldn't recognize his voice like easily, though, like you would. I think if I had had more time to pay attention, I would have noticed, but I was so... F- like so interested in making sure that like I was like oh my god is Ahsoka gonna be in this for whatever reason I don't know why I honed in on that like I, I just needed to hear it but that was really cool that they included Freddie in it I think that was neat yeah so yeah so that was really neat so she uh who did we already go through the list of who else was in there we talked about yeah, prequel characters Most yeah of them at least yeah it's fine yeah um we have Ray's basically the equivalent of the I am Iron Man line from Endgame where she's like, I am all the Jedi. I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> you're, you're Iron Man, but it's fine. And melting granddaddy palps. Yes. Which is melting, gross. Melting, melting. Mm-hmm. What a world. He kind of disintegrates in the same world. way that like fucking Voldemort does in Harry Potter again, because this movie is oh, basically yeah. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows part two. <laughs> uh, and then Ray dies and Finn feels it because Finn is force sensitive, apparently. Yeah. And Amira is exactly. Uh... When Han dies and Leia feels it. Yeah. It's like the same. Do you, th- what are your thoughts on force sensitive Finn? That's fine. I think it's weird. I just, it felt shoehorned and I didn't need it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. Yeah. You know, I think it's like a fun step because he goes from like, we'll use the force. You know, that's not how the force works. And now he's like, 
grown a lot and just kind of like gotten it. Yeah, I still kind of don't feel like he understands how the force works, but I don't know. I, I just thought I didn't I didn't care for it. I don't think the movie needed it. Oh, I mean, it doesn't need it, but I don't think it takes away. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. I'm just and the like, movie since... doesn't really need anything, does it? No, I'm like, <laughs> since when is he for like, come on. And then, of course, they don't even fucking like really acknowledge it in the movie that much. You have to learn it from JJ's Q&A. He does after the movie. Um, but yeah, Ray dies. Finn feels it. Ben rises. Get it? He revives Ray. We have the kiss. Um, and then he Star Wars dies, which made me laugh when I saw it with you. Yeah, I was glad. It's just that whole like you're falling and then you just let your head drop. Yeah. Like there's no like your neck isn't working. You're yeah. just like boom. That's like the best Star Wars <laughs> it's death. It's the prequel I death. Love them. The Star Wars prequel deaths are all the same. So good. That was your reference to the prequels. I hope you yes. appreciated it because okay. that's all you got. Yes, dying. <laughs> Did you think that the fa- this um that that scene looked like it was reversed too. I I saw that theory out there. I I, I, I don't think it, know. I think with his hair, it does look like it might be reversed. I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm. Like so, it was him. I don't know. So she was pulling him up instead of him falling, falling down. down. Yeah, or something like they sw- reversed it. You know, just like they reversed the lava on Mustafar, but yeah. this time with people. Yeah, I don't know. I I wondered about that. I thought it was an interesting theory, but I'm just like I don't know what the purpose of it would have been optics yeah i don't know just maybe it looked more effective to have someone laying down go into a force ghost yeah than, like sitting up and then going into a force ghost yeah mm. yeah i don't know um either way it didn't really bother me because here's my thing about ben solo dying i didn't mind that it happened yeah it didn't bother me i kind of thought that it would happen i'm like here's the my main issue with this and why i knew why I was pretty sure it was going to happen was because of the, I think, the same thing I think I've said in on the show before. Adam Driver is a serious actor. He doesn't want to do Star Wars forever. I don't want to see another character playing Ben or another actor playing Ben Solo mm. or Kylo Ren. Like, yeah. Do the Ben Solo stands out there really want to see someone besides Adam Driver playing him? Like, no, we had to get rid of this character because logistically we're not going to get Adam Driver in Star Wars anymore. We're just not. That's a good point. We're just not. It's not going to happen. And so I thought that was really predictable that they would kill him off. Like, is it the best thing for the story? I don't know. That's up for debate. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. you can decide whether or not you want Kylo to live or die um, or Ben. But I I thought, I kind of thought that it made sense. Like, I really didn't have a problem with it. I I can spend a whole hour talking about Ben Solo. I won't. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that I think... (laughs) until i saw this movie i knew that i would like feel things in this movie but i was really surprised at some of the things that i ended up feeling more strongly about and one of those things for me was ben solo and his story i mean i like did not think i had that much of a connection to him until this movie and now i'm just like fucking i i so many fucking feels his acting is just so good that yeah. he didn't even speak for a huge part of the movie. Right. But you still were like, oh, my God. Like, you could still, like, you could hear him. You could, like, hear his whatever, something or other. Yeah. With just from his facial expression. Oh, it was so good. It yeah. was just so good. I mean, he he didn't. He didn't need anything. I wish we would have gotten a little more exposition, but that's what the novelization's for. So, you know, we'll read it and find out what was ex- what was actually going through his head at yeah. some point. But it was, I thought it was just, I thought it was so well done. I think Adam Driver really fucking nailed it. I'm really excited to see the rest of, where the rest of his career goes, because he's just fantastic. But I think it's, it makes total sense that he doesn't want to do Star Wars anymore. I get it. You know? Yeah. Like, 
serious actors don't want to do this and that's okay um that's well, yeah, the price like it's natalie pr- portman she's out she yeah. does not show up to anything doesn't acknowledge anything yeah like she's done this is the price we pay for having really, really strong actors and strong performances in Star Wars. We can't keep them forever. So that that's, I think, that was a really great treat. I Except think, for Ewan the- McGregor, because prequels Obi-Wan is the best. Mm-hmm, there we go. We do mm-hmm. some things to last, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ewan McGregor is one of them. Yes. But yeah, you know, these actors want to... They want to move on and pursue other projects and push themselves to the limit of their craft so they can feel fulfilled. And that's Adam Driver. And I, for one feel very lucky and feel um, like it was worth it to have him, even if it meant that this is how it was going to end. So that's where I stand with it. Um, I had a lot of conversations this week about with people about how I, um, and I think I maybe have expressed this to you a little bit too, that I'm maybe a little bit of a closeted Raylo. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so I got a lot of enjoyment out of this. I do think the first time I saw the movie, I thought the chemistry didn't quite line up for me with the kiss. I thought it looked really uncomfortable. I thought Ryan Johnson established really great chemistry between these two characters, and maybe they lost some of that with this movie. But on subsequent viewings, I I didn't mind it as much. I think my issue with the kiss is her, where she's got her shoulders way up like this, and it just looks really awkward. But at the end of the day, I'm happy that we got it at all i'm indifferent about it yeah like it you're kind of the same you haven't changed much on it because i thought you kind of liked the romance thing in in star wars or is it really just kind of focused on prequel stuff i mean i don't mind it but to me we didn't have i don't feel like we had enough of them together to like build up to that and have it seem natural yeah you know like five four skype sessions (laughs) and ripping off a necklace is not to me that's not enough does not a romance make no. Yeah. I'm also very jaded and I think like <laughs> it's been a rough year. I'm a very jaded person in general about relationship stuff, so it it just eh. Yeah. I did really love that one thing when someone put the music to Across the Stars behind it. Right. Like that made it so much better, but I'm it's still <laughs> just like it's all right. It's not not for me really. Yeah. So, I get that. That's okay. I really loved it. I mean, I've like no offense to Kanan and Hera, but I have like full on uh changed my lock screen on my phone <laughs> <So>. oh, god <laughs> yeah um laura's coming out as a Raylo, so it's happening um but <laughs> i i just like my thing with like with the ben solo character and again i actually i think i might just like i have so many notes on this i might just have to write something up because i there's no way we're gonna be able to get into all of it in the show yeah um but i will say that Ben Solo was really hard to watch um, dying. That was really sad. I did have a hard time with that. But the fact that his story and his entire storyline really, really did it for me. And it's what it's going to keep making me come back to watch this movie, despite all the stupid fucking Ray shit in this movie. The Ben Solo stuff is really, really makes it. Yeah, I I think my had they started from the beginning, broken record here. Not folk, not relying yeah. so heavily on the original trilogy characters. Yeah. I I feel kind of like a looking out on the looking in on the outs. What's that phrase? Looking in from the outside. Yes. Yeah. That I kind of just feel like I'm very distanced really? from the trilogy because I don't feel like it's a story about the new people very much. Yeah. It's a, I feel like it's mostly a story about the old ones until this last movie because there was no choice there couldn't be much more leia in it i know i thought the amount of luke in it was great Um, in this movie yeah Yeah. like i feel like 
that's how the Force Awakens should have taken it is had to be smaller roles for the old people. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like I, I didn't feel much connection because the story really wasn't that much about them. Yeah. It's a good point. I mean, the entire like, I mean, Luke is the MacGuffin of Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. He's the thing they're searching for. So yeah, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I totally see where you're coming from on that. So yeah, um, the, yeah, I think I might write something up on Ben Solo because I just love this. Yeah, I don't so have much. anything to say on it because I just don't care. <laughs> I will say, um, and that's fine. There are a lot of people out here that don't care. There's a lot of people that think he's just some emo white boy fascist that uh, really didn't deserve the redemption that he got in this. And I, I can see that point too. That's fine if people think that. Um, people are going to project and they're going to interpret characters differently based on their life experiences. And for some of us, the fictional characters that we care about are very real to us. And there are a lot of people that are hurting, I think, right now. Not only with the end of the movie, but probably mostly focused on Ben Solo. Yeah. So. I just feel distanced from the trilogy. Yeah. In general. Yeah. Not in a, not in a bad way. You know, not like, eh, but just I don't feel connected with the characters enough to yeah. really have anything that contribute. Yeah. And that's fine. And that, you know, it's going to make the whole thing more enjoyable, I think, for you. Because the yeah. people that are really hurting out there, I really feel bad. Because I remember, like, going through something similar with, like, Potter when it ended. Like, I had such a profound, like, connection to that 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 was really fucking hard when that whole series ended. Because I just had, like, such a connection to all of those characters. And when it was all over, I was like, well, fuck, now what? And I, I think a lot of people are going with through that with with this. So, I mean, I think the message out there, especially people who are on Twitter who don't, who are seeing a lot of stuff in their timeline that they don't agree with, please be respectful of your fellow fan. Like, there's a lot of fucking hate out there right now and a lot of, like, aggression oh, yeah. is just so unnecessary on Star Wars Twitter. Just be respectful. People are in mourning for this, for this trilogy and for the this saga and for these characters. Um, and I think that that's important to respect that. As dumb as you might think that it might be, People have a really deep connection and love these fictional characters sometimes as if they're real people. So, yes, that's and that's okay. I get that. I totally get that. It's Um, totally valid. Yeah. So, yeah, the last thing I think we get is we're back to aging class for a little party. The resistance base. Ray and BB-8 go to Tatooine. And uh, Luke and Leia Force Ghost. Do you yeah. think Ben should have been like somehow referenced or alluded to? I don't in the know. End? I can't Would that decide. have made things better? I don't know. I think people just like the people that if they had done it, people still would have been mad that he was dead at, at all. You know, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have pleased anybody. People who didn't think that he should be redeemed would be mad that he was there. Like, oh my God, what if she had gone into Boo and put the lightsabers at Padme's grave? would have been really fucking it'd sweet. be like the baby rattle it just would have been from her children it just would have been so much it would have made so much more sense for them to end it on Naboo than Tatooine yeah like Ray has no connection to Tatooine it doesn't matter that that's where the fucking whole thing started with Luke Ray doesn't have any connection to that dumb sand planet Ray doesn't have any motivation to ever be alone again she Ray has doesn't this, need to be on a sand planet she has her found family she could have gone to Naboo and seen the you know the actual history of her actual and her adopted family like it just it just did not make any sense it was not a satisfying conclusion at all for this dumb little epilogue they decided yeah. to include i mean it didn't really like bother me but i just don't think it was needed yeah i didn't connect with it at all so i, I thought it was pretty stupid and the ray skywalker thing is just the 
so fucking dumb. I was just indifferent about it. Really? I just hated it. I'm like, okay, well, Mm. I'm going to go home now. I was fine with it. I mean, again, I think my biggest thing with the movie is I walk away with like remembering emoting, which is not like a huge thing that I do. Yeah. And or do a whole lot. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can just let a handful of things. I'm just indifferent or I like them. Very few things. Again, Ray Palpatine, I fucking hate. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think there's anything I like super hate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fair. Fair. So thoughts. Um, so let's go through some like big picture stuff. Uh, thoughts on the score. What did you think? Because you were you had some pretty high expectations, I think, for the score. I did have high expectations. Um, so much happens in the movie that I mean, I only saw it twice. So yeah. I haven't seen it in over a week. And uh, I don't remember anything standing out. But I haven't like listened to it or like okay. I just I don't I don't remember. Yeah, I've listened to the soundtrack now a few times all the way through, and I um there are some really strong tracks. I think this is Force Awakens is probably close for me. The Last Jedi there was really only one really strong track. This had several. Most of them were included in the leaks, the soundtrack leaks, um that came out. So I thought that was sort of interesting. I like the score a lot. How I guess you've maybe sort of answered this already, but in terms of like the sequel trilogy as a whole, how fulfilled or satisfied do you feel with the sequel trilogy now that it's complete? I know that you didn't like connect with the characters as much. Yeah. I thought there was too much OT stuff, but like as these, as this entire story, what do you think? I mean, it's fine. The prequels were my trilogy. Yeah. And this one I never felt super connected to. Yeah. Like I enjoyed it and you know, like, do I enjoy it more than the original trilogy? Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I haven't thought about it that hard. But yeah. um Yeah, I mean I'm fine with it. There's so much stuff that Star Wars beyond these movies. Yeah. And again, the prequels are like my thing. Yeah. So I'm okay with not being all in on another trilogy. Yeah. Understood. Hmm. My thing you? my thing is that they these movies the sequel trilogy is what made me a Star Wars fan. The Force Awakens is what brought me in and like really, really drew me in. To being a Star Wars fan. So I felt a much more deep connection to these movies, I think. And there are some things that surprised me, like my, this connection that I feel now to like the Ben Solo, Kylo Ren character um, and how much I love that character now. That was Some of it was unexpected, but I think overall I'm really left wanting because I think the main protagonist race story was just so poorly executed to me. Just from this movie. I think we were good right up until the Ray Palpatine moment, and then you just lost me. And I just, it feels awful to not, to not like this. I really, really hate that I didn't overall like the movie, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, I was fine with Ray's story in this movie. She kind of reminded me a lot of Hermione. <laughs> because she was so focused. Like, you could see how focused she was on, like, studying and learning mm-hmm. and, like, figuring things out, like, she was very diligent and she worked hard and the outcome that she was hoping for happened from working hard. Yeah. You know, because she could recognize that she was reading those books and when she hear or see random things, she could remember like, oh, I think I've seen that before and like go back to a page in one of these like encyclopedias yeah. of books. Like that's a lot of work to be able to do that. Yeah. You know? And I agree. Hermione is a great character because she got to do all of that and have this great, this great sort of build over the course of eight movies and she got to stay no one. She got to stay, a, you know, a muggle-born witch. 
And I that my issue is that Ray didn't, that we had to attribute her power to something bigger. And that just made me so mad. So it doesn't bother me that way. I mean, if we had found out Hermione was Dumbledore's granddaughter, I still would have felt the same way about her. Because it's just about being who you want to be and who you think you should be. You know? Sure. Yeah. Or that's I feel like that with my family a lot. Like, you know, there are things that I just like innately wanted to do and knew I wanted to do that wasn't like I wasn't brought up to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I wanted, since I was really little, like an alarm clock so I could wake – okay, I have one now. But when I was really young, I wanted an alarm clock so I could wake up by myself and get my clothes together and do my own breakfast. So I got one for like my fifth birthday or sixth birthday and I would just wake up by myself and do everything by myself. What would make me at that young age want to do everything on my own? You know, that's not something that's like trained in me. Mm-hmm. It's not something like – from the family like where did that come from I don't know I'm just my own person like it doesn't matter what my surroundings are Mm -hmm. but it's just like a weird thing I'm surprised you didn't feel more connection to Ray then in that sense in terms of like the overall sequel trilogy well I just don't feel a connection to really any of the characters Mm. at all yeah because I don't think we got enough like good stuff enough like time or anything like that yeah no we have enough development yeah I think that I was I'm trying to think of why something like Ryan Johnson sort of taking all this stuff from Force Awakens and kind of like, I don't know, running a different direction with it Mm -hmm. didn't bother me as much as J.J. taking a bunch of stuff from Last Jedi and basically shitting on it, like, in my brain. I'm trying to figure out how Ryan... I don't feel like it was shat on. I feel like there are a lot of things that Ryan Johnson established that J.J. was just like, yeah, no, fuck that, in this movie. And it really bothers me because I really like The Last Jedi. That's my second favorite Star Wars film. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the things that that Ryan did somehow were just executed more gracefully or something in terms of, like, the things that he changed... From movie one to movie two, and then this movie three in this trilogy, like somehow it just didn't feel quite as as graceful to me the way that some of it was done in terms of like mostly I mean the Ray stuff is really just the biggest roadblock in my in my way, and I you know and that's fine I get I I totally see your your point I think it's valid but it's not. I'm not going to change my mind on this. Like, you're not going to change your mind on That's this. Fine. There's no reason we can't continue our podcast and our <laughs> friendship. Um, but if this were Twitter and we were arguing back and forth, that would maybe be the case. I mean, that was, it's just we one of We just those, don't have to talk about it. No. but Agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah. And it's totally fine. And we can all move on from there. But I, I do think that that something about this, it just did not sit well for me. It also, you know, it all harkens back to the fact that, like, there wasn't a sort of plan in place. And I'm seeing a lot of arguments. People were like, well, there isn't a plan in place for the original trilogy either. I'm like, yeah, I'm aware of that. But the original trilogy wasn't purchased by a giant corporation for $4 billion. You would think that if it had been, you maybe would have spent a little bit of time planning out the start yeah. to finish of what was going to go. And to it make didn't sure. have the same person involved in all of them. Apparently not. Like no. that is problematic. George Lucas was involved in every single movie he didn't write them all yeah you know except the prequels yeah (laughs) Yeah. but there was so much 
You know, the prequels, do they have like weird little loopholes? Yes, but they were resolved through we got the Clone Wars and that fixed a whole lot of things. Yeah. And the intro, I mean, the original trilogy, same thing. I mean, you got Luke and Leia kissing in Empire Strikes Back. Like, obviously, there was no plan there and we moved beyond it. Yeah. It's still, but it was still the same person curating yeah the information and you still get all the star wars feels and everything from it and if that's good enough for you then that's great but the fact that we have an entire story group of people that are supposed to keep all these things consistent i feel like someone either shit the bed or didn't show up for work on this one and it just makes me really angry but then my other thought is that i have a feeling that maybe jj came in and just kind of took over control of a lot of this stuff and they were just like, hey, no, we, you know, we actually have these things called holocrons. And he's like, yeah, no, motherfucker, it's a wayfinder. Like, things like that. I'm like, oh, wait, um, actually, we established that Kylo blew up the temple in The Last Jedi. But then, oh, no, actually, no, he didn't. Even though he said, the night I destroyed his temple, did he tell you why? Like, they retconned that in a comic. I'm like, who isn't doing their job here? Like, there are yeah. all these things. That I'm like, why are you changing these things? Like, I love the idea that Kylo Ren didn't actually blow up the, the temple on Luke's planet mm-hmm. or Luke's temple on that planet. But like, wh- then why say it in The Last Jedi? And now why, why retcon it now? It, it's things like that that I just, you know, why say raise nobody and then make her a palpit? It just doesn't, it just doesn't line up to me. I Something feels weird about it where... I feel like he came in and he was like, I'm not doing episode nine unless I get total control and the story group has to fuck off. That's the yeah. impression that I got from it. And that makes me angry. I didn't get that impression at all. Hmm. Especially like Chris Terrio guy. Oh, I Did hate you him. Hear- yeah. But no, I didn't get that impression because I was thinking like what I was thinking back to like why I felt kind of disenchanted about The Last Jedi, you know, when I first saw it and walked out. It was because I was looking forward to, like, a crazy Ray backstory and all this crazy Snoke stuff. Mm-hmm. And that just got, like, guillotined yeah. pretty much immediately. Yeah. And then I didn't know what to do with myself because all I'd been doing was, like, theorizing on those two big points and those points were gone. Yeah. Um. So is it – could it be kind of considered similar? Sure. Yeah. I mean, at the base level, it can be. But flip, double flip-flopping is just, like, I don't know. I don't know. Overall, I'm just choosing to stay positive. I emoted. I enjoyed watching it as a whole, except for your Palpatine. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of get that. I I get that a lot. I mean, we sort of overall, we kind of agree. There's a lot of points in this. There's a lot of things in this movie that I really love. I agree. Mm -hmm. I laughed a lot. Yeah. Thought Hux was great. Thought Ben Solo was great. Well, I think we're just where we differ is interpreting certain things differently, like Ray being a nobody, Mm -hmm. you know, like I see where you're coming from, but you know, when I repeat back how I understood it, mm-hmm. a lot of the points mixed together, but there are a few just little things that we see differently. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. And then there are some things that aren't great. We can admit that. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I don't feel strongly about it, or maybe I feel one of us feel strongly about it and one of us feels strongly the other way or feels indifferent. And that's where the, that's what tips the scale, mm-hmm. really. But overall, we do have the same feelings it's just different levels and different times yeah yeah agreed so yeah it was an interesting it's been an interesting ride i mean we did we basically did this entire podcast for the last year speculating about the force about the rise of skywalker (laughs) and here we are and i'm just like thanks i hate it (laughs) okay bye uh, i don't want to hate it It, it's like i will say this i've seen it now three times or four times the first time I didn't care for it. Mm-hmm. The second time it grew on me a little. Third time it grew on me a lot. 
Yeah. And then the fourth time seeing it with my cousin, I'm kind of back to square one again with it where I'm just like, so I don't know. And, you know, I I feel kind of weird now that I the last time we talked, I had said in the show, like, make sure you go back and see this movie multiple times. That's I feel kind of weird about that. Now I'm just like, okay, that's a little privileged of me to say that. Not everybody has the means to go see the same movie over and over again. So apologies if that offended anybody. But I do think that this movie requires more than one viewing. So you know, when it comes out on, on DVD, Blu-ray, digital, whatever. See it again. See what you think. Yeah. Especially if you only saw it once in the theater. Um, yeah. It could be a different experience when you're by yourself. Because yeah. that's what, when I started to finally, like, accept and wrap my head around The Last Jedi. I was watching it by myself yeah. on the couch in my yeah. house. Agreed. So we did get some listener voicemails talking about The Rise of Skywalker. We've gone way over time. And we are, because of holiday travel stuff, we're running a little bit behind um, recording this episode. So we're going to save those for our next episode, episode 26. We'll do some listener emails. We'll talk a little bit more about Rise of Skywalker. Um, in the meantime, I might write something up for the website about Ben Solo uh, and post that. But for the most part, I think episode 26 will also talk about the Visual Dictionary. There are some fun little things in there, fun little cross sections and references that might be fun to kind of get into. But for now, again, we're sort of out of time. So let's just talk about uh, what else is to come in episode 26, Alice. Okay, so episode 26 will be out January 14th, 2020. That sounds really in the year far of away. our Lord. The year of our Lord, 2020. <laughs> yes. It's the year of Alice. It's going to yes. be the year of Alice. Yes, everything's coming up, Alice. Mm-hmm. Hey, so what to expect? Um, Mandalorian. Kylo, Rise of Kylo Ren. I think only this one issue will be out still at the time. Oh, really? Yeah, because gotcha. they only come out once a month. Uh, four episodes of Resistance. Yeah. Will that be the final four? Or no, we've still got more to go. Nope, we've got more to go. Oh, God, kill me. Don't All worry. Right. Okay. I think they end in January, like the end of January is the end. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> the resistance. Oh, boy. Whew, this was a heavy conversation. I don't like being serious. Oh, I'm sorry. Serious. I'm sorry. It's okay. What are we going to toast to? What do you want to end on? A high note after I literally just said I don't like this movie. We got to figure out how this to end this. fucking Coquito, man. Yeah, man. This shit's awesome. It's really, really Holy good. Holy fuck, it's delicious. Maria, thank you again for this. This is really lovely. It's so fucking delicious. I can't wait to have this again. We've got like maybe a third of a bottle left. <laughs> today um it's so good it's yummy mm. uh what are you toasting to this alice besides that um hmm season two of you is awesome oh fuck i was gonna say that too you, we can both <laughs> say it we both have the same one no i've got i think i've got something else i can come up with now i don't remember what it was but yeah i know you is i i've seen all of season two of you fucking phenomenal loved it if you haven't watched that show on uh the netflix i highly recommend it so good. It's quite good. I wanted to raise a toast real quick to our friend Matt from Blue Band, the Milk Company. He coordinate did a lot, a lot of work coordinating a lot of people to do um, some really fun like Rise of Skywalker reaction stuff. So the second night, the Alice that Alice and I saw the movie a second time together on Friday night after the movie came out on the twentieth, we hopped online with them and got to do a little bit of like knee jerk reaction in terms of our second viewing. Um, that was a lot of juggling different people to get on at different times to hop in and out of the chat and they just killed it. And it's really nice to have the opportunity to get to work with people like Matt, uh, who care so much about this, the Star Wars fandom community and getting all these content creators together. So, and Sean and Sean. So I, I just wanted to shout them out because, 
they're doing they're doing great work over there and um we're just happy to sort of get to be included in some of their stuff yay yeah okay cool well yeah Thanks for joining us for the very last episode of 2019, which can fucking get out of my way. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if you like what you hear, rate us on Apple Podcast, iTunes, whatever the fuck. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes us very happy to see fun, nice comments. And um, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to come chat more about the Rise of Skywalker, come find us on Twitter at ForcedToastPod. You can find Alice at Slaya all day, and I am at ShutUp underscore Laura. You can also email us at ForcedToastPod at gmail.com. Um, we would love to hear more about everyone's thoughts about the Rise of Skywalker, so maybe we get some more listener voicemails in between now and then. Could be kind of fun. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Overcast, Spotify, lots of fun places. Find a full list at our website, www.forcedtoastpod.com. Shablam! Nailed it. Yes. Yeah. I was just talking and all of a sudden it was like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let deck microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Nom, 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 nom. Oyster crackers. Oh, that's kind of funky. Oyster crackers do? Something weird, and I can't figure out what it is. I don't know. I've always thought oyster crackers taste like shit. I only eat them when I'm sick. Mm. I love them. They might just be old. Yeah, could be. Serves many purposes. All right. But some might consider unnatural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shut. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. No. Which is what my brain was thinking when that line was delivered in this movie.